This is a Dubai Eye 103.8 podcast. Hi there, welcome along to this podcast. Movies very much a big part of the night shift and I was once again joined by the one and only William Mullally, the ultimate movie critic. And uh, we spoke a lot about Succession once again, which is in its fourth and final season. So do enjoy the podcast and don't forget to join me live on the show weeknights 8 through 10, right here on Dubai Eye 103.8. This is The Night Shift with Mark Lloyd. On Dubai Eye 103.8, the UAE's number one talk radio station. Welcome back into the show and it's come round again, movie time to talk all things on screens with the one and only William Mullally who speaks to all the big stars and um, we're going to start with Succession again. I know you were very, very kind of um, highly motivated, let's say, on this one last week and uh, you've managed to catch up with some more of the people that are in this wonderful series. Well, before we talk about this series, I'm going to link to something that I know that you probably care a lot about, which is the movie Ferris Bueller's Day Off. Do you like Ferris Bueller's Day Off? Yes, of course. Who doesn't love that one? Of course. So that's one of the things. So this cast is so amazing, and it's got all these actors who maybe they weren't really known as, you know, huge stars before this show, but they were always respected. They always did great things. Yeah. And one of them is Alan Ruck, who played Cameron um, in Ferris Bueller's. And, like, he had an effect on my life in, like, the weirdest, smallest way, (laughs) (laughs) which is that I always, you know, make this noise with my mouth, just kind of, like, when I'm thinking or when I'm this, I just, like, make a... Really? Oh, really? <laughs> I've never. How many years have I known you, um, William? And I've never noticed that. Um, but I'm glad you've come out and put it out there. But I also had to come out and put it out there to Alan Ruck himself, and he was quite delighted to, to, to hear that I'd learned this from him in Ferris Bueller's Day Off. I have to say, you are responsible for something kind of small but ever present in my life because my nervous tick since I was a kid has been. Because of you and Ferris Bueller's Day Off. <laughs> I saw you do it as a kid. I'm like, I need to try that. And now I can't stop. It's been okay. decades. Good. The, you, you've, you're accepted now into the society of uh, <laughs> drop makers. That's what I learned in college, actually. My college really? roommate taught me how to do that. Yeah. So that's about all I learned in college. But that's that's what. <laughs> well, sound effects all the way there, William. Um, can can you do it for us live on the radio again? This thing that you do when with your mouth. Here we go. Here we go. Ready? Yeah. <laughs> what a sound is that? That is the most weird thing I've ever heard of. But so anyway, um, you got it from Alan Ruck. I got it from Alan Ruck. And he's also amazing in this show. So if you don't know about Succession, basically it's about this gigantic, you know, billionaire media mogul who's at the you know, later stage of his career and is deciding which members of his family is going to take over the family business, all of whom are incredibly flawed and have many reasons why not to give him the business, but yep. he loves them. You know, he can't turn his back on them. Yep. Alan Ruck plays the eldest son, and I think most the most quote-unquote fail son of them all. He's just he's the only one that <laughs> has no chance at this. He's just kind of a buffoon. He's running for president and is just clinging to the idea of getting 1% of the vote. And all that, while that is all, you know, all very silly, I think because Alan Ruck is such a skilled actor, he still makes him human even though he is just so hard to relate to alan makes him someone that you still care about and don't want to see fail and i think a lot of that is due to the fact that these actors are so good together and they create this family dynamic so so well and you know alan also told me that really whenever he felt lost in these crazy actions his character had to do 
he would always look to the people around him. You know, Kieran Culkin, Brian Cox, um, Sarah Snook, and Jeremy Strong, who really always just kept him in the moment and made this show the magic that it has become. With all the outlandish things that the writers have asked me to say or do, I think uh, it all comes back to uh, how you relate to the people you're working with. And um, I think uh, for Connor, his family, even though they dismiss him and they're rude to him, they're the only people he has. He doesn't have any friends. And so um, I just have to key into the energy of Sarah or Kieran or uh, uh, Brian or, or Jeremy. I just have to key into the, uh, to their energy and how much I like them. And it just keeps me in the room. It keeps me, you know, in the situation. Uh, no matter what crazy things I'm saying or doing. So I think it all comes back to the people you're working with and just keying into them. Well, there he is talking about um, the cast and uh, what a cast it is. Let's hear the trailer for this one of Succession. Why does everyone ask how I'm feeling? I got done a huge deal. I got the election. I got ATM. I got plenty on my plate. He's on the floor, Tom. Explain to me what he's doing. He's moseying, terrifyingly moseying. It's like if Santa Claus was a hitman. We were cut out behind our backs. But there's a shape for things for us. We partner up with Sandy and Stewie, with Pierce. Death wrestling ogres. Excited to get into this knife fight? Let's blow it up. There's the trailer then, Succession. Brian Cox, of course, the big star who we heard from last week, but uh, Alan Ruck um, talking about, uh, as you say, William, what an exceptional ensemble cast it is. Yeah, really, and I think it's begun its final season, its fourth season, just over um, last weekend. Its next one is going to be airing um, early Monday morning here, and really I think I can't wait to see how this is all going to end because the big question has always been who's going to succeed him, and now we're finally going to find out. Wow. Uh, okay. So where do we see that? This one's only on OSN. Lovely. Now, um, I also want to touch on um, the, the Ramadan series because there's always plenty of, uh, of good viewing uh, throughout the holy month of Ramadan. And uh, what have you come across this time around, William? I was chatting with a, a friend of mine, Asri Yassin, who is one of the most respected and you know, biggest stars in all of Egypt, not only for doing these sort of action shows, but also doing really grounded really, you know, hard-hitting work. He's just known to be the sort of actor that gives his all every single role. And so, of course, whatever he's doing during Ramadan is going to be the first thing I want to pay attention to. And so we were talking about this series that he's doing called El Katiba 101, which means Battalion 101. And what's crazy about this is, yes, we, there's lots of, you know, army action stories. I didn't realize that this is the real story of this terrorist group who is on the Sinai Peninsula in Egypt from 2014... Um, all throughout just until a few years ago. And it was this Battalion 101, this part of the Egyptian army that was stationed on Sinai, who had to you know, risk their lives and a lot of times give their lives to stop that from happening and kind of protect Egypt. Yeah. And it's, I think, an insanely true story. Um, and he's playing an intelligence officer. So I think what really touched him about this, as he told me, is the fact that he's telling the story of the guys that can never tell their story. You know, he in fact, met with, you know, the kids of these people and heard those stories and their kids know the heroes, but the world can never. So hopefully he's hoping that once people see this, they'll finally see what heroes these men actually were. The appreciation actually for the, for the people who died and for the people who are still uh, 
doing their jobs silently, actually, because that's actually that that's what touches me the most. Because most of the stories that you don't hear about mm. are 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 stories of people that you cannot announce about because they're um, facts that you cannot say that this guy died here because of this or or because he was defending his country or something like that, and he can't really announce it. And his kids know that he's a champ or a hero, national hero, but he can't really say because his father died in a secret mission, for example. Mm. That exact, this specifically touches me because I've met some of the families and some of their, their kids, and uh, they know that their father, they know the story, but they can't really say about it. They can't really talk it. And they can't, uh, it's, it's not to be uh, in the media or anything. So maybe it's his character. Maybe this is his character in the show. Maybe not. Maybe he gets to be spoken about later on in a book or a, or a show. But it's the appreciation for the people who the secretly die defending the country and what they believe for. They believe in. Where can we see this one, William? This one is on NBC Shahid. Okay, and the title of it one more time. El Katiba 101, or Battalion 101 in English. Battalion. And yes, it does have English subtitles. Yeah. <laughs> Battalion 101. Okay, that sounds like a real good watch. Um, anything else caught your interest? Um, I've also been catching up with, um, I sit down with Anas and Hala, which is only on OSN as well. Anas Bukash obviously has turned into one of the, he's probably the biggest Arabic language interviewer in the world at this point. AB Talks is just a phenomenon. Yeah. Um, he sits in with every Arabic star in these long form, you know, hour and a half, two hour long chats, getting into who they really are as people. But with this one, he's actually sitting down with his mother, Hala Kazim. Oh, wow. And they just talk about life. They talk about philosophy. And it's fascinating because in, just in the opening episode, you know, he comes to her and he tells this story about two men and one man who... You know, says, oh, I've got millions of dollars, I've got cars, I've got houses. And the other guy says, I've got enough. And Anas is like, well, that's really about, you know, always knowing that you have enough. And his mom's like, no, that's not what the story's really about. And it turns into a much deeper conversation. And that's kind of the tone of where the, everything goes over the six episodes that are airing weekly on OSN. But I think it's really a great look at, at him as a guy, as well as a, probably an even better look at his mom, who's just a really inspiring person in her own right and so i've definitely been enjoying that and it's definitely something that people should be checking out if they want a more substantive chat um during this reflective holy month we'll come back with more with william malala looking at uh, the world of movies you're listening to the uae's number one talk radio station this is the night shift with mark lloyd on dubai i 103.8 welcome back into the show we are talking movies with uh, william malali um I mean, looking ahead uh, to uh, to Eid, William, of course, the big movie is definitely going to be John Wick, Chapter 4, doing wonderful things around the world, making a lot of money. But I came across a little story um, about John Wick, Chapter 4, that says even though the, the movie's 169 minutes long, um, Keanu Reeves only says 380 words in the entire film. And uh, most of those are, yeah, that's it. <laughs> So uh, he didn't have to learn too much dialogue. That's the thing. And so, you know, as well as anyone, that I'm a huge fan of pro wrestling. Yeah. And I think one of the big lessons of pro wrestling is that everyone has strengths and everyone has weaknesses. And as a pro wrestling promoter, their job is to find their strengths and amplify their strengths and hide their weaknesses. And Keanu Reeves, I think he used to get a lot of hate earlier in his career because you know, he does have weaknesses. You know, if he's going to sit there and deliver, like, some long Shakespearean speech, 
it's probably not going to be as good as Ray Fiennes would okay. deliver it. You know? yeah, 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 all right. <laughs> but in terms of just a physical actor as a presence, yeah. he just has this physicality that always comes off, you know, substantive and authentic. You know, you always trust him through a situation. You're always rooting for him in a situation. And very few actors can do what he can do. And I think the beauty of the John Wick franchise is it figured out Keanu Reeves and it has amplified his strengths to the level that now he is the superstar that no one in the world hates on. And it's really wonderful to see. The more they've learned what John Wick should be, the more they've learned what Keanu Reeves needs to be, and the better the series has gotten, movie by movie. So it's almost like less is more, isn't it? And apparently, um, Wick says more in the two-and-a-half-minute clip um, on the trailer than he does in the first 25 minutes of the real movie, which uh, I think is pretty cool. Let's hear that trailer then. John Wick, uh, it's fourth housing. Saying goodbyes. Saying hello. You think your wife can hear you? No. Then why bother? Maybe I'm wrong. You're going to die. Maybe not. Goodbye to you, my trusted friend. A new day is dawning. New ideas, new rules. No management. We've known each other since we were Who is this? The Marquis de Gramont. Challenge him to single combat. Win or lose, it's a way out. I don't sit at the table. Your family does. Please pray for me. Well, there's the trailer then for John Wick Chapter 4. This one's going to be a big one, William, when it uh, finally comes out in Dubai. It's got some competition, too. We've got Super Mario Brothers coming out, which I don't think I'm allowed to officially review yet. But if we just keep it between you and me and the million people listening to us right now, (laughs) I will say it's actually better than it has any right to be. I really enjoyed it. And so we're going to hear more from its stars in the coming weeks. Yeah. Uh, I also want to um, bring up Ben Affleck, another little article I found. Apparently he's come out and cleared the air. This is on Jimmy Kimmel Live um, and said it's a widely held misconception that he's miserable most of the time. This comes on the back, of course, uh, of him being photographed looking very unamused next to his wife, Jennifer Lopez, at the recent Grammy Awards. You've interviewed Ben Affleck, what what did he come across like to you? Honestly, honestly, I feel like for me, the thing with Ben Affleck was it was one of the biggest lessons that I've learned in my career. Because when I interviewed him, he was a jerk. You know, he was <laughs> he was swearing and saying how much oh. he hates doing interviews in front of me. He was giving answers just like, "Oh, the chicks are great." When I asked him about why he wanted to do a period piece. I hated the guy. I generally hated the guy. I'm like, wow, this guy's a jerk. Yes, he is negative all the time. And then a week later, it was announced that, you know, he was going into a rehabilitation center and his wife um, and he were getting a divorce. And it was like he was going through something. (laughs) And you cannot judge a person based on one small little thing you saw in a public situation. He did not want to be sitting there doing an interview with me. He wanted to be going off and trying to fix his life. Yeah, yeah. And I can't make this about myself. You know, and I think a lot of people see him maybe in a public setting and they see him in an interview. They're like, oh, look, he's never happy. It's like, no, he's probably happy not doing that. (laughs) (laughs) He's not happy sitting in a award show. He's probably happier just sitting at home with his wife. And you know what? 
I'm the same way. So how can I judge him for yeah. being any different? Yeah. And I mean, you, you know, you've done some absolutely amazing interviews, uh, William, um, with all the big stars. Again, I, 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 part of you wants to always judge, make it about yourself, make this small little moment indicative of an entire person's life. But it's just I try to resist that inclination because, you know, people have different hearts than they show you. Yeah. And, you know, maybe sometimes for the better, sometimes for the worse. You know, like we've seen, you know, how, how much I've talked about how much I love Jonathan Majors as an actor. And we've seen in recent days that things aren't really going as well as maybe we might have hoped behind the scenes. And he's been arrested and indicted for some pretty heinous actions if they're true. And it makes it hard because you never really know who a real person is, positive or negative. And honestly, it just makes it, in the world of celebrity, I think you should do what we do on this program, which is focus on their work and not think that you know them as a person just because you saw some photo or some interview. There's always so much more to learn about every single person that we talk to. William, always a great chat each and every week. I look forward to it, let me tell you. And thank you for being with us once again on the show. Cheers, buddy. You've been listening to a Dubai Eye 103.8 podcast. To enjoy lots more from Dubai Eye in the United Arab Emirates, just go to DubaiEye1038.com or find them wherever you normally get your podcasts.